What's up, guys? I'm your host, Teresa Allen, aka Teaser, reporting from the podcast Dance and Talks, released from a live story. If you have seen the other episodes, thank you so much. You don't know how much it means to me that you're watching these episodes or listening to the podcast. If you are new, welcome to the tribe. We are interviewing dancers from all over the globe with different stories and different dance styles. And today, we're going to interview Marcio. Like smoking Joe Frazier, the hell raiser, raising hell with the flavor, terrorize the jam like troops in Pakistan, swinging through your town like your neighborhoods. Marcio was born in Angola. He moved at the age of one to Portugal with his family, where he played a lot of football. After a knee injury, the football playing stopped and Marcio discovered dancing in the age of around 20. Marcio has lived in several countries. He lived in London, in UK. He lived in Denmark, in Copenhagen, and now lives in Oslo, Norway. Marcio is a skilled hip-hop battler and have been winning some of the biggest competitions in the world. So follow me as I'm asking Marcio everything about his journey, his stories, the setbacks and the victories. And before we start this podcast and interview, don't forget to rate and comment our podcast and the interview on the AliveStory.official Facebook page and YouTube. Under every episode on Facebook, you can comment below if you have questions. We're going to reach out to the people that we're interviewing. And don't forget to subscribe both on our podcast and the series online so you don't miss the next episode. Now, let's get it going. Welcome, Marcio! Ba, 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 ba. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Where are you in the world right now? I'm in Oslo right now, Norway, Oslo. I'm at home. This is your home. For how long um, have you been in Oslo by now? So, uh, I have to say, I have two homes. So, I have a place in Denmark where I stay, you know, like, um, I go every week, every Thursdays, like when the season is regular. I teach uh, in Denmark and Copenhagen every week. So I do have a place there where I stay. And like, if I have to stay more days, I stay more days. If I have just, but then I, I stay most of the time in Oslo. And then I have another place in Oslo. Is it because you teach at Flow Dance Academy or where, where no. are you based? No, like... The reason I spend most of the time in Oslo is basically because uh, I would say I have um, my things around here. Like I work a lot with DJs too, mm. and and the time that I'm when I start to put like fifty fifty the job, I had other friends like Sebastian, you know, like the people from Left Sound before. So it was just easy to be like, okay, I can be three days here, and then I can be two days in Copenhagen. And then I can go to another country, teach a workshop, and then I go another three days to Copenhagen, and I stay two days here. You know, like it's one hour flight, mm. so it was always possible to spend most of the time. But now I'm I'm in Oslo since March. Yeah, yeah. You know, like I just we have so much to talk about because man, you have been on a schedule. Like the last years, I just feel like you've been everywhere and about. And also you have lived in multiple countries. So, you know, I think we just should take it back from the start. Like you were born in Angola. Yeah, I'm born in Angola and Luanda. 
like my, my parents were diplomats, so they went to Portugal in 89. I, I was born in 88. So we stayed in Portugal like for till I was 21. So I grew up in Portugal. So I went to Angola only like Christmas times. You know, mm-hmm. that's where you go to see all the aunties and uncles and cousins, grandparents. But I grew up in Portugal. So it's like nationality. I would say like I'm Portuguese, but my roots are from Angola. You know, like I, I grew up in, a, in Portugal, but, you know, like my neighborhood, like the, uh, most of the people were Af- from can, uh, Af- African countries, you know. So yeah. even like the music around the neighborhood, the, the music at home was always Angola, 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 Cabo Verde, Guinea, Mozambique, you know, like, and then like music from Martinique. So, but was always like that, like African culture, hundred percent. I have connection with like American culture after when I'm like 14 years old, you know, graffiti, start mm. tapping or like people start to rap you just look and that is funny but and like and you have like you have these roots from what, what city did you grow up in in portugal then in lisbon in, in suburbs lisbon. of lisbon like i would say i say two neighborhoods because i still i still i still have my neighborhood that like it's sant antonio it's like lotus but I have another neighborhood that I, I i like to represent because there's neighborhood where i grew up in terms of hip-hop connection you know, because yeah. in my neighborhood, the connection around was more connected to the African uh, aspects. And my cousin neighborhood was connected more to the hip hop, rap, graffiti, dancing, mm-hmm. you know, like you still would have like at home, your auntie, my auntie and my cousin, they would play a kizomba semba. But then you go to the street, you know, the, the oldest guys like 16, 19, they would play in their cars like hip hop, biggie. Tupac, Nas, you know, like Roots, Tribe Called Quest. So that was another part of uh, that I didn't have in my my own neighborhood. Mm. And from your family, like, who would you say had the biggest influence from your family when it comes to like the music and the dancing interest? Like my my, my family is, <laughs> I think it's so funny because you, you dance kizomba, yeah. Yeah. Like so. This is something that I, I always I always say this to people that dance dance kizomba, and I hope they know. Like, but one of the first kizomba teachers worldwide, its name is Petru. Yeah, Petru is my uncle. Petru is my uncle. Oh really? Your yeah. family, family? Yeah. Oh shit! Family, family. It's not like oh, wow. like like the mother of Petru and the father of my mom, they brothers. You know, like they relationship. My my mom is cousin of Petru, an African relationship. The cousin of your mom is your uncle. You know, so wow. Petru is my uncle. So like, my family have. I'm um, I'm really blessed because my my family it's um, have a strong uh, culture in terms of uh, politicians in Angola, but at the same time we have a strong roots and musicians in Angola, and the other side we have Petru. Like that, there's the the number one person in the family that I would say like, okay, if it's something connected to dance, it's Petru. But the influence comes always from, from your mom. You know, like I would say for me, it's my mom. Because my mom would dance all the time at home. But if that was the trigger for me to dance hip hop, not at all. That was just just natural. You know, like it's mm. part of your culture to dance. You know, I learned dance kizomba with my sister. 
she would say to me like you have to learn you know like you have to learn because other girls come you have to learn how to dance so if my sister wanted to practice i wanted to dance Oh, so I had so my sweet. She like house. made sure that you were yeah. gonna grow up and have like yeah. My sister <laughs> make sure that like like my sister likes to say like you don't forget to say to people I'm the first your I'm your first teacher you ever had. I was like yeah, You're the oh, first yeah. you ever teach me. Oh, yeah. Big was, up the sister. Big up yeah. The <laughs> but you know, home home I would say I think it's the first time that I really say like thinking thinking I would say yeah the first person that will ever teach me dance is my sister. Mm. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah, put, grab me, put my foot on top of her shoes, you know, Aww. and then make me move. That's and so she would nice. just, you know, like spend time with me and do that. That was the first approach of learning or connect with dance at home. But you learn when you're young. Or like, we, Angola people, when you're a kid, you're six years old, then you go to a party, the aunt is going to be like, dance now, dance now. And then they grab another cousin, dance now. And then you make a cypher and you have to dance. So like, really young, they, they throw you in the, in the circle time of dance with family, you know. Would you say it's like the grown-ups like, expect the kids to entertain the party? Yeah, it'll be. It'll, like, they, they need to be part of the party, you know. Like when you make the train, you know, like even if you don't, you, you're not a skillful dancer, but if everybody do the train line, you know, like you're dancing. So really young you have this relationship with dance that it's normal dance and dance mm. together. So yeah, I, I'm, I, I, I don't, I don't want to say that they use as a trigger for me to be a hip hop dancer because it wasn't, it wasn't, that was just natural. What triggered me to be a hip hop dancer was something else. Exactly. And, and now, question. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Cause I, you mentioned graffiti, but I wanted to know like, what was the first element of hip hop that you came in contact with? Was it the street art in Lisboa or was it, the rap music or was it the dancing or what element was like your first contact with the community and the culture? It was, 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 was both like, was everything. Why? Cause back in the days you, you'd have like MTV or MCM like channels that would show you this. And it's like MTV, yo, that, that you'd have the DJ, the graffiti behind the DJ and you'd have the, the break dancer there. You know, so you, you would have like everything at once. Like, and then from that visual aspect, you would, one of them would call your attention. For some people was the DJ behind. And then the fluence, like, I want to be a DJ. For other ones was the powerful of being the MC. So I want to be the MC. You know, the other ones was the graffiti. You know, like, so the fact that when, when they are like, when the, the, the culture explodes in terms of TV worldwide, I think like MTV or raps, but I don't have like a clean picture. I actually don't have, but probably it's the crew. And when I say the crew was the fact that walk all together, because mm-hmm. we didn't even like understand that back in the day, there was a, like, if we use the English term, it's the crew and Portuguese, because it's a group, you know, mm-hmm. but a group naturally, is, if you look around all the aspects, you would have people that just do graffiti. You have some b-boys. You would have the people that wants to be a DJ. You want, you you have the people that wants to be an MC. You know, like so that was the aspect that I fell in love with the culture. Mm. You know, I fell in love with everything, like because we can do we can be all together here. And was it like a certain person that like pulled you in, or do you have like a my cousin? Uh, your cousin, okay. Yeah, Tell in terms of that. in terms of hip hop, because even in my neighborhood, I, we already had this. Uh, community like groups you know 
you, you're 10 years old, you have like a group of other six kids, the same age as you. When you leave the class at 1 p.m., you go all together. So you already have this idea of community, at least for me. I already had that really young. Like we, we are four boys and my sister. So I, I always grew up in terms of have a group. No, be together. My young, my young brother is two years younger than me. My brother after me is four years older than me. Mm. So I went to school with my young brother. My two brothers and my sister, they went to school together. So we always know what is to, to be together. So you kind of was born into like a group mentality. Yeah. Yeah. Be together. Yeah. Yeah. And then the dance was my cousin. When he bring me to his neighborhood, that was what I saw. Because in my neighborhood, many of us only play football. Like, I wanted mm -hmm. to be a football player. That was my dream. I only stopped playing football because I have a goddamn knee injury. And then two years after, I decided to start dancing hip-hop. When I was 20, I stopped playing football. I was probably 17, jumping to 18. And you kind of feel like, okay, I'm, I'm done with football career. Yeah. Not making. And so, so you started like you started then at that age in that in your teenager years. Was it like um, you just started to train with your cousin? Did you ever take a class, or was it just like no, we just get together and freestyle? No, like I, I was in my cousin neighborhood. I think around 2015. Like, and I started dancing in two like no 2005. Yeah, 15 is five. I started dancing in 2008, but the, the three years prior, like two years before, I was, I was a lot of like, my cousin is a rapper. He's a singer too now, you know, like his name is Nushu. So, and he have a group. I would, I would go and practice with my cousin, you know, like remember the, the chorus to do the backs. You know, if my cousin have a concert alone, I can, I can go to the stage with him to do the backs. I wasn't skilled enough to write my own rhymes. I, I didn't have the skills to be the rapper. But I can, I can support you. You were the hype man. You were can, the hype yeah, man. I'm a good hype man. You know, like, you know, let me say yeah. And you go, yeah. And you say, yeah, everybody, come on, yeah. Like, I'm a funny guy. So that was like, and then you, have, you would have the dancers there. But at the same time, while we have this hip-hop, I, I still play football. So the love was just in base of like, yo, this culture is nice. Like, the other guys, they're dancing, they're cool. Like, I'm... I'm 17 or 18. Then, I'm, then when I become like 2000, 2007, I, again, in my cousin neighborhood, there's a group dancing. And I think it's cool. I was like, yo, this is nice. You know, I'm injured. It's after my injury. I'm not doing nothing. Oh, this is nice. I can do this. My cousin knew someone about the, the dance group. He talked with him. I went there. I, I tried my first class. That was choreography class oh <laughs> hard <laughs> man terrible and plus like the school that i went was really good in the time so they had like they already have levels you know they have the beginners like baby babies medium and then the advances and my, my cousin knew the guy that he started away from the advances and who i saw dancing was the advances so my expectation, I'm going to practice with these people, you know, like with the nice girls, with the, with the black guy, the brother, you know, like the, the, the cool people. You know, and when I go to my first class, it's like 12 years old kids and I'm 20 years old. 
and I have to be there. It's like, and I learned so slow. One of, like, I still remember today one girl, like she looked at me, she was shorter than me. She looked at me and said like, that is not the way you're doing things. Oh, burn. <laughs> so, you know, like, I swear, God, when I look at her, I was thinking like, I, I will whoop your ass one day, little girl. Just wait. I will whoop your ass. That, that, like, you know what? The first person I want to bury in my life was a 12 years old girl. <laughs> and and what if she would have known what would have become of you later on? <laughs> 12 years after, where are you? <laughs> you know, gotta find her. You, I need to find that girl. But I, I, I left because this was December 2007. And I was like, you know what? Like, fuck it. I want to dance. I don't, do, I don't want to do choreography. And I left. And this, but I, you know, touch your skin. You feel that you have skills, but you know that you don't know how to apply and you don't have the patience, you know, like you, you, you didn't educate your mind for that. You know, like you, you still this boy from, from the hood that you want to freestyle, you know, like back in the days, everybody wants to freestyle, everybody breaks. Till I talk with the guy again and he say like, come, I'm going to help you. You know, I'm going to help you. And I just practice like, like a madman. I practice a lot because it took me, probably three months to be at the like after after i think after 10 classes the lady already said to me like okay you need you go to the next ones because you're older you know you're not fit here so i was in the second one in terms of age more decent but in terms of the skills still a gap mm. he didn't move me because i had the skills after like five or six classes that i had with the little ones but it was more like okay he, he can move he's a little bit older like, let's let's just push him But that for me was like an ego torch. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm old and you, ha you have to dance against these 16, 17 years old kids. When my background is play football and it's the neighborhood, you know, like surviving time. So I'm here, like you come here just to dance and have fun. I'm here to be the best. Mm -hmm. I, I want to be in the front spot. I just practiced like crazy, you know, like around April, May, I was already like with the second team, like dancing with that. Do you like, think that that experience humbled you? You know what I mean? Like, did it make you humble enough to know, like, I need to train and that's why you kept on training so hard? You know, uh, it's such a beautiful question. But at the same time, it's such a hard question on the way that First, I have to understand how we define humble. Because if you would ask me this a couple of years ago, I would give you one type of answer. If you asked me like three months ago, I would give a type of answer. And I saw the, you know, the last dance for Michael Jordan. Yeah. And you, you always think that you, you're the hard workers guy in the living room. And this is the funny thing about the world. The world is so big now that you realize, man, maybe I did And work that hard maybe I didn't practice that hard but I like to say that I'm a person that practices a lot you know that I put hard work but that is that is how in which contest are we using this but yeah but it was the challenge make me who I am because if if I didn't if I if I didn't have 20 years old maybe I wouldn't be like this you know sometimes I see like by the time that I dance now I see that, you know, like it's, it's different to have the focus when you're 16 years old and it's different to have the focus when you're 20 years old. Yeah. You know? So I understand that like 
the people that start with me, I start was 20 years old. You start with 16. Our priority is different. Our background is different. You know, how much, like in the end of the day, it's going to be how much do you want? Mm. So at 20 years old, I was like, do, do you want to go to university? Because I drop out of university to, to start dancing. Mm. And I, I have to lie to my mom that I was still studying. You know, like only my, my young brother, my old brother at the time was living with me. My parents living in Angola to, you know, like to provide the money so we could survive in Portugal. Like live in Europe to study. We go back to, to Africa, to Angola to work, to, to, to help you guys to provide. Mm-hmm. So it's like to say to my mom, I drop out school to be a hip hop dancer. Mm. No. I dance now, I dance for 12 years, 10 years ago, I, I wouldn't understand the way I understand now. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I humble me to a certain point. I think I, I'm Marcio because I have to travel, I have to be in you know, certain type of uncomfortable situations to take it out the best of me. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I say, like, by watching the last dance, you know, like Michael Jordan would, like, you only see him like super performance when someone challenge. You know, when you when you're on the cliff, it's when you perform. Of course, you shouldn't be like that. You should perform always on your highest. And this is one of the things I appreciate by watching him. He always performs always on the highest. But when he's in the cliff, it brings this extra. Mm. So I think that was a certain type of way that I can assimilate and say, yeah, if if I was there 16, maybe I would relax more. I was 20, you know, like you I have my ego. Um, I'm, I already feel like I'm Marcio a certain type of way because I have my name and the neighborhood. So I come here to dance now. Yeah. Tell me about your first battle. My first battle was terrible. I was booty shaking, just to let you know in advance. <laughs> Did you win? Did you win? No, not at all. I didn't even pass pre-selection. <laughs> I didn't even thank pass you. pre-selection. I didn't thank you. I, I, I just want to say thank you because, you know, I don't want to hear miracle stories. I want to hear that you didn't pass the first pre-selection. No, I, I didn't I, either. No, look, that's why when people ask, like, why did you start dancing? I, I, I don't have like this beautiful story because, you know, I dream to be a dancer. Like now I want to talk with that girl on that dance group. That, that was the main reason. How can I talk with the girl? You know, one of the motivations to keep dancing is the girls like because you're a dancer or oh, can move the body. So that was, you know, like, I don't have like the, like that sparkle. So even my first battle, I was terrible. Like we did press election. The battle was, I think, December, 2008 or something like that. Like, yeah, December, 2008, you know? And in and, and that year, my family went to Angola to spend the, to spend the Christmas. And I stayed because I, w- I was doing like a TV show at the time, you know. It was every- like my dance career w- happened like really fast in certain, certain things. So I had this homie, he said to me like, you know, like we need to go to this battle. Because we, we start to go to the clubs to see the dancers, you know, like we need to go to this battle. You know, it's everybody from the club, so it's going to be cool. I went there. You think that the way you dance in the club is the way you're going to dance in the battle. <laughs> You, you know, don't like, you don't think about the blackout that happens. No way, and you start to touching people's head, you know, like taking out the, the people's head. And again, it's not wrong because that was is it, it, a way back in the days if people touch your head, touch your head, you know, like it's part of the coach, part of the dance. But it wasn't on that period, you know. <laughs> so it would touch people, booty shape. Oh, like 
yeah, man, it was terrible. I did the press selection, then they called my name, and I was like, feel like, yo, yeah, I'm the shit. I pass, you know, like, I pass. They say, like, no, we're gonna select, call you again to double check if you have to pass. And then I have to dance with my cousin. She's a girl. And I dance against her, and then they, they vote for her. I was pissed. I went to play chess with a homie. In the, in the venue, you know, <laughs> in the venue, they have another room. And me and the homie, we didn't pass. We went to play chess. And we didn't saw like, I was like, I'm not going to see locking. We're going to play chess. I'm mad. I, so my first battle. Very mature choice, though, to like not go out and like drink and party. With, no with way. I was, I was mad. You know, like that mean, like you called me for the second time. So everybody can see that I wouldn't pass. They double check. I don't pass. You know, that's how I was feeling. <laughs> It's not like maybe it's a second chance for you to pass. I saw in the other side, I saw like, we call you again to make sure that you don't pass. <laughs> wow. Wow. What a, what, again, what a humbling experience. <laughs> yes. You see, like people can take, I just took like in the hardest way. And I think like was to push my ego because I said to myself, look, I'm not going to lose more. Like the next four battles I won. <laughs> so, so you really... Touch the ego, but my first battle, ladies and gentlemen, I now I booty shake. I actually did this. I did <laughs> the whole reggaeton style. <laughs> yeah, the whole reggaeton style. I even did Michael Jackson. I kicked my leg and I did hee hee. Like I throw away some <laughs> some classic moves. Some classic moves. You know, I did this one. Oh, the heart under the shirt. Yeah. Wow. Oh wow. <laughs> Wow, the bumping heart. Oh my god. Yeah. I think like I don't know when when um you got served, you know, like I I want I, I was in the period of cleaning people choose. <laughs> yeah, yeah, amazing. And like so you did you you became in the same crew as your cousin and you started like more seriously after that, or how did it take off? So I, I went to this dance school called Next. And I was there for one and a half year, probably. And the time I met this famous choreographers, you know, like from Lisbon, like one of the guy, the guy named it's Marco Abes. I call him like my father of dance. And the lady is Rita Spider. So on the time, like Rita Spider is one of like the few urban dancers in Portugal. Like she does popping, hip hop, locking house, and she have a degree in contemporary, you know, like really high level. She, she used to dance for Cirque du Soleil for the Michael Jackson World Tour. Like, so she's like super bossy level in Portugal. You know, like, not, like she would do battles, but like in the battle we would know her, but like everybody would know Rita, you know, like because she have like standards and she does commercial and she does freestyle on the time. And then we have this guy called Marco Abes that's the same as her. But they, they didn't really do that many battles. But they kind of, like, took care of me. Like, Marco, he gave me his first class. Like, he started to ask, he told me, like, to, to go and take his class. Because I didn't have money to take classes anymore. So I, I, I stopped with the dance, with the group. I, I got a name. I do battles. Okay, now I want to, you know, I'm going to try to survive. Working part-time in the call center. Uh, trying to find a way, you know, like, to balance the money. So he started to call me to go and practice with him, take his class. And then he gave me his class. He said, like, you know what? I'm going to stop working here. I'm going to give you these two classes for you so you can start to build your own business. Wow. And Rita, like, Rita was like more the mom, you know, like she show up, 
because she she would be she's traveler like much more, but traveling more on the time. And Marco has been living in Portugal since back then. So they they take care of me, like guide me, talk with me, you know, like I was a little bit problematic in the eye of society. In my eyes, I would see I'm just a reflection of a, a, couple, a couple of bad ideas. But, you know, would go to battles. I would call out people. I would look at you like I say, like, oh, you think you dance hip hop? Let's go battle. Like, if I lose the battle and I think the judge, I'm voting for the friend, I would wait for you. I would just call you out in the end of the event. I would say, like, I didn't lose. It's cheating. Yeah, man. Like, I was a tense guy, you know. Very passionate. Really super passionate. (laughs) People see that I love hip hop back in the days. I I love, but I was just a fire kid. No, because, like, you start winning battles. You start, your ego starts to grow. You start to study, you know, like, and you start to gain some knowledge. So, you, you didn't find the best way. But Marco and Rita, especially Marco, because Marco was more, more time in Portugal in the beginning, he really take care of me. Like, he spent time to talk with me, to explain me, that he understand why I don't like it. Because sometimes, you know, when you don't agree with things, you accept that you cannot change, but you want to take it out, the anger. So he kind of was this person on that certain period, like, okay, I can listen to your anger. And he would back me up. And then I start teaching, you know, like keep building my name, have more students, people acknowledge. Till 2010, I did So You Think You Can Dance, Portugal edition. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. How did it go? I went to all the way to top 12. <gasps> Marcio. Yeah. Wow. And How was it, that experience? It, it wasn't the same as the American one, for sure. <laughs> you know, but... How was it different then? I, I, like, first of all, the quality, quality of uh, the way they would treat you, what you saw on the TV, they go to the hotel with swimming pool. Now we, we sleep in the place, like in the place there was the audition, you know, like, so the condition was in the, was how we dream, you know, like, it was more like TV, learn what is to work on the TV, you know, they more worry about your story. Like my story was because, so you think you can dance, you top 20, that's our start. And from 20, 19 people are white. I'm the only black. So the story about me, what do you think? Wow. So, yeah. Wow. That's that was the story that I have to deal of. Like, okay, you in the surf, think you can dance. You're a freestyler. Like, because I do freestyle and freestyle you practice by yourself. You know, they would try to use like, I, I'm, I'm, uh, I, I, I don't find the word in English. That I, I, I practice everything by myself. I learn by myself. You know what I mean? When I say to them, like, I know I started in the school uh, doing choreography, but freestyle, you know, like, you take workshops, but you practice, you know, like, you spend time practicing. I don't have a teacher, you know, like, I practice with 20 people. You, know, you go to club, that's how you become better. So the idea they had was like, okay, you, you're the only black guy here. You're, you're a freestyler. They were creating the story, but the mess wasn't truthfully too. No, and then at the same time, my grandmother was uh, with cancer, you know, and they like I, I dance and I, I dance, I did the solo, and then I cry, and they catch me crying. They ask me what I was crying. I say to them like, you know, like because I'm here trying to do my best, but at home is not the same because at home I have my grandmother with cancer. But again, you know, like when when you speak, you don't you don't think they're gonna use this to make promotion. Of course, it's like, if you want to do promotion and you want to play that game, it's, it's fair enough. Like, you know what? Well played. You know, you throw away that your grandmother's sick. You're going to win some 
audience, people are going to engage with you. But if it's that you know your message, then you fuck that. Mm-hmm. That wasn't my message. All I wanted to show to people is like, yo, I'm a freestyler, but I can do choreography. I just need more time to learn. So that was the experience, but it was dope. Well, it was nice for me to, to be in the resume, you know, like, again, you look at me as a freestyler, so I did this. Yeah. Mm, so, you know, everything is uh, probably something you can put on your resume and like yeah. a learning experience for sure. Yeah, yeah, a lot. So from there, I go, my grandmother died in 2000, 2011. And you know, 2008, 2009, 2010, I, I become Marcio Ratinho, won the battles in Portugal. Okay, did the can dance. I'm one of the most famous school. I lost my grandmother. So it's, I don't have, I felt like I don't have nothing more to prove here in Portugal. It's like, okay, I, since I say I'm that good, go out, go mm-hmm. prove yourself. Because I feel like I'm the best here. So I decided to move to London. I moved to London. You know, like I have like some problems. I end up sleeping in the street for three nights when I land. You know, you go, you go from Portugal thinking you're the number one, you end up in the streets like nobody. Start from zero. Again, But, another experience that is like very taking you to like reality check. Reality check. Yeah. You are nobody. Because look, to do commercial jobs in Portugal at the time, people would just call me or message me, you know, like to do commercial jobs in UK, you need to have an agency. Like that. Like this in 2011 for a guy that just used to do freestyle, you know, like I would hear about the auditions and I would go there. And then when you arrive there, they would say, you cannot do the audition because you don't have an agency. Yeah, but I'm here. And so then it's like everything, certain type of way that you learn in Portugal, you cannot use here. What, what do I have to, to help me to keep getting better? My skills. That's why I say for many years, skills pay bills. You know, like as long as you're good and you keep forward, someone great, it will come in your way and help. And that's what I believe my dance career is being always like that. You know, I believe like the greatest, like Marco and Hita, they become my parents, my, the people that check on me because I wanted so bad. I went to London. It didn't start well, but I wanted so bad that I had Sean, Kashmi, Brooke. I ended up being part of Plague. You know, like in the same time, the plague was going great. They create a prototype, winning SDK, winning funky stars. You know, like I was around people that was, you know, like making a turn in UK in that period. So again, keep pushing yourself. Someone strong will come in your way. Then um, after years, I, I have a, a, a possibility to work in Denmark with Flow Education. And uh, I was supposed to be there for a couple of months because I was seeing someone, like, and then everything went so messy. And I decided to still stay, but I ended up having a relationship. Mm. So I stayed longer. I stay, end up staying like two and a half years to three years. That's my, my time in Denmark. So it's between 2014, 13, to around that. You know, like, yeah. Mm. 2013, half of 2013, probably to 2016, no, half of 2016. That was my period in Denmark. And that period of my career, I kind of start to show up more in Scandinavia scene because I, I would say the Scandinavia urban dance knows about me since 2014. Since I won just the bull, 
street style with Bataja. Yeah. That was the like I, I didn't yeah. I, I went to, to one event because I met in the year before I met uh, DJ Combat and Sash Dila and just the Bustonia. I battled against them. And from that, Combat booked me to go to Gothenburg. Yeah. That's my first, like, okay, I go to Gothenburg. So it's my first time go to Sweden. Like 2014, me, Bataja, decided to go to, to just the Boo and Street Stars. And that's where I show up in Scandinavia. Yeah. The same time I go to the final of Street Stars. Yeah. yeah. So on that year, like, that was like, okay, 2011, 12, 13, 14, you have Marshall Rotinian as like, now you know me. That's where everybody starts to know me. Not by winning the big events, but by being there. Like, mm. you always see Marshall's there. You know, it's SDK. Marshall won SDK qualification in UK. It's funky stars in Germany. I want funky stars in UK. You know, it's just the boo. I want like you know, so. I always say to people, you, you don't. You, sometimes you don't have to win the big things, but you have to be present. You know, like so people knows who you are, and I think people knows who I am. Not by by the winnings, of course. I have to win the pre, but it was because I was always there, mm. and, like doing these years. So then I vanish 2014, 15, 16. I vanish. Because I of? Because of love. <laughs> I, I mess up. But yeah. did you really vanish though? Like you, you still, you didn't compete? You didn't teach workshops? No, I think, I, so, you know, I, I would say like here at, at, um, at Zoom, you have pin, you know, you can pin. If we five people, you can pin. So I was pinning the events. No, I still did Street Star. When I say vanish, was I, I, I went down like in terms of go to the big events or even like I would go to the event, but then I would stop to go to the after parties. You know, like I would, I would be more off. Like you would only see me at the big events, actually. You wouldn't see me in the med, middle uh, events. Because uh, you know, I mess up, my relationship finish, and again, reality check. Relationship finish. I used to live with my my past partner, um, Playboy attitude. She got tired, you know. Like you know what? Get the fuck out of here. No house, no friends, no woman, no nothing. Start from zero. And this is yeah. And that that is. I think I would say is the biggest turn in my life. In 2015, you know. Again, you go to. I have like this. Timeline. In Portugal, I have time to build and be Marcio. And then I start from zero. In London, I have time to build Marcio. And then I go to Denmark and I leave a little bit with the, the name of Marcio. And then I start zero again. I lost everything. I lost confidence as a man. I lost, you know, like I lost the respect. Mm, like, even my friends would doubt me, you know, like if I, if I go out with a girl and if I wanted to say like, oh, this is serious, nobody would take you serious on that time, you know? Mm. So I have to rebuild myself as a man because everything else was working good, but the social perspective of me as a man uh, related to females wasn't good at all. And that shit was affecting my work. Uh, even my relationships with females would affect that, you know, like the way you approach because you just want to talk, even if you want to flirt, but like you never feel comfortable. 
Oh, you, like I start to get entitled. Any girl that would say to me, like, you're a playboy, I'm like, you know what, we good. No even chance, you know, like, so you, you start to become more selfish. You just live in your bubble, you know, accepting the way I am. If you don't accept me, no, this little bit, we could do you, do you. Mm-hmm. So I was a start to grow, you know, like you have to grow. So I moved to, to Norway. I went talk to Stu and I said to him, like, bro, I don't know what I'm going to do. Now. I don't want to go back to Portugal. I don't like to live in Denmark. It's been hard for me. But I love my, my students there because I teach there for six years. I have beautiful students. But I cannot live here. Like, I cannot be here full time. I, I need to have my friends because I don't have friendships around. I need to have you guys around. So he say, come to Norway. I'm going to help you. Like, we, I'm going to help. So this May 2016, I, I leave Denmark. In terms of, okay, I have a place here, but now I'm going to try to relocate it, everything. I already have a name. I already travel. I went to, went to Japan, to Mongolia, to China. I did the tours. Uh, I judged a TV show. You know, like, but I still, I was not like, you grow as an artist, but like in your personal life, you kind of not grow in certain things, you know, like stability. I would say more of that, you know, like you can grow solo, you can grow as a couple, but even on there, you need the stability. As a couple, you need to be stable. And even if you live alone, you need to be stable. I wasn't stable financial. I wasn't stable in terms of location. It wasn't like that. So I think that was another period for me to start growing again, like 2016. What do I want to do? Who I am? What is the next goal? I will interact with people. Like, realize that I have a name. You know, like, okay... Do I really have a name? Why, why do people know me? You know? Mm-hmm. So I had time to, to build that. And we are, we are 2020. So that basically, that's my timeline was dancing. Yeah. And like, you know, you had so many of these uh, pinpoints, you know, in, in your life. How, how within yourself, what has been the skill or the the personality traits that have made you overcome your setbacks? What is always like when you have had a setback and you have to start from zero again, what has been like the one thing you fall back into and that picks you up again? Self-confidence. Self-confidence. Like, like not, not be like, I'm in the talk with you and you know, before, before I would be a little bit like, concerning to say certain things because of a societal perspective but now you know like older you get and and to understand why i'm where i am because i am is self-confidence like i, I have a huge ego to certain things like I, i'm marcio you know like like i say this often you know but but that makes me remind myself like who i am you know in my like i have a friend from uk dixon he, he likes to say i'm dixon i'm dixon you know like Words are magic, are powerful. We, we're speaking now English. It's not, it's not my first language. It's, I don't think it's your first language. No. All right. So we're we out of our comfort zone in terms of words. But I learned, you know, like, and even this is the powerful, like, a funny thing to use with the English word. Spelling, you know, if you're a witch or magician, spelling, it's, it's, it's powerful. But spelling comes from, from speaking from grammatically. You spell something. You spell a cast. If I spell you a cast, if it's a good cast, it's something positive. 
So spells are words that we invoke to bring something. So if I keep saying to myself that I'm a bad man, I'm a bad man, I will be a bad man. I keep saying to myself, I'm Marcio. And I always, if I look at myself and I believe Marcio is a good person, he's a funny guy, you know, like he's a joking guy, he loves anime, he loves dancing, never forget who you are. But then deep inside, if I really know who I am, I'm a person that I believe in my skills. I believe that I'm a good hip hop dancer. I believe I'm a good dancer in general. You know? So sometimes you get blind with this, but I, when you have the people around you, you don't, you know, like you don't have doubts. And I've been, I like to say lucky because again, sometimes it's life and I, I don't, that's, that's my humble part. Cause I, I'm so, I have a big ego to say that I'm one of the greatest hip hop dancers freestyles that happen, you know, that's my big ego. Some people are going to look at me and say, like, oh, you have a big ego. And I'm going to be, yes, I am. But go, go check. The story tells. But at the same time, my ego break down because I don't think this is what was only by myself. So I need to say that I have luck. Mm-hmm. Luck in life to find people that believe on my big ego so I can keep pushing forward, you know. Yeah. But I always believe. Is, and, and then it's like, why I'm here? And the reason I decide to push my dance was because I wanted to make my grandmother proud because I have something to make my grandmother proud, my mom proud, because that's what you want in the end of the day. Like even when you are idol or a super famous person, one of the most beautiful feelings that we can have a selfish feeling is to know that people are proud of you. The legacy. Yeah. There is a couple of selfish feelings when you help someone that like, it's a selfish feeling, but it feels good. It feels good to you. It feels good to the other person. But inside, deep in your heart, it feels really good because, you know, like deep inside, you help someone. It's a selfish feeling that makes you feel good. And when I say selfish, again, I don't use selfish in a bad way because you only benefit yourself in that person. So you've been selfish to help yourself too by helping someone. But it's like a gift to yourself as well. To yourself as yeah. well. You know, so keep the gift to yourself, you know, like accept that people help you. But if I never believed that I could do this, you know, like I wouldn't be here. Like so many people doubt of my dance. I mean, so many people, so many, my, my, like even closest friends of mine, they had doubt that I could make it. And when I say I could make it, it's like, it's no financial. It's like, I could make it as a man, you know, like, cause I'm proud as a man, like, Someone, did you make it as a hip hop dancer or as a dancer? Yes, I make it. Like, that doesn't mean I need to have a house. When I say I make it, it's because I have high standards. I produce quality, if you ask me. But was the trust, like, believe in yourself. Yeah. I always believe that I, I can be good, you know, like, you have two legs, I have two legs, you have two arms, I have two arms. Yeah. It's just one more than me. Michael Jordan just won more than me, you know. So always going to keep me humble. Yeah. And like this morning, I called, out, uh, I called Sebastian. And mm-hmm. I was like, we need to talk. <laughs> I'm going to interview Marcio today. And one of the things he said was when you guys started to train. And I also wanted to talk with you about uh, just a little bit about injuries. You know, yeah. because... People always think that dancers have like, oh, you just have this amazing body and always works. And, you know, they see you doing these crazy battles and they don't understand how much work it takes for you to keep your body working. Can you tell me a little bit about 
you know, your knee injury or like some of the experiences you've been through when it comes to injuries? You see, like I told you, I stopped, I stopped playing football because of an injury. I have a chronic tendon. You know, like my tendons on my knee, if you put too much pressure, they have the tendency to have inflammation. It's, it's a knife of two, two ways. You know, like if I, if I don't practice, I don't build muscle. If I practice too much, it's going to inflame my, my, my knees. So it's a balance. Mm-hmm. How you balance this? Short story. Sebastian changed my perspective of uh, physical training. Like, uh, I w- like, funny is that I, I used to go to the gym with Niako. Oh. And I, w- and I would say to Seb, like, Sebastian would say, like, let's go train. I was like, nah, bro, I went to, with Niako. You know, like, it's okay. You know, I, w- I ran away from Sebastian for a couple of months. You know. Like, it wasn't it wasn't first love like love in the first sight at all. It, it took a little bit of time, but again, you know, my last just the bull with Bataja was 2014. Sebastian in 2016, I told you I move. I'm become better. 2017, I become better. And Sebastian asked me, like, what do you think about the battle? Do you want to battle again? Like, like, do you want to get better? And I was like, yeah. And said, do you think you can, you can win just the bull? I was like, yeah, I mean, why not, bro? Like, if we practice, you know, like, I, I dance with Bataja. Like, for me, Bataja is one of the greatest. You know, like, I'm a, re- I'm a really blessed guy that I have one of the dope partners in the dance game. You know, like, we've been dancing since 2011, probably. So it's many years that, you know, like our relationship. But I had this name, pain injury. And Sebastian just told me like, okay, let's go. I can help you. I can help you. And you know, when you see the movie, Bobby, like, not Bobby, uh, it's Bobby, Rocky, Bobby. Rocky, Bobby. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bobby, Rocky, <laughs> yeah. That you have a coach. You, you start to make your own move. You start to think in your, like, you, you, you remember this, you start to watch um, Coach Carter, you, you start to watch uh, Conor McGregor, you start to watch, again, Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan. Like, everybody have a coach. Yeah. You know, the greatest of all the time have a coach. Yeah. I want to be one of the greatest of all the time, so now I have a coach. I'm in the right path. That, that's how I, I was put in my brain, you know, like that, that wasn't like, even like, I want to get better in my body. It was just, okay, this is something, you know, with the time I start to understand, you know, like to do certain moves, I can apply certain exercise, physical training, you know, like I try to understand how my knee works. Um, I try to understand why I got so many injuries. Um, I try to be more aware, you know, like, so we spend time actually to just train my body to compete. We we would do like, I'm going to do physical training for an hour and then we would stop a little bit. Then I would do a one minute round freestyle. And then in the, in the round, I'm being guided by Sebastian. Go down, go up, crisscross, show me something new, freestyle, like everything. One minute and then you rest 30 seconds. And I was like, bro, like, yeah, 30 seconds. Because, you know, if I go to a battle against you, you have one minute to dance. So if yeah. I build my body for 30 seconds, that means that if you stop in 30 seconds, I, I'm, I'm full ready to compete against you again. Yeah. 
So that's how we start to build, you know, like for, for just the boo. Because I said like, okay, I'm going to do just the boo 2018 with Bataja. So we start this and no, between October and November 2017, like put in time. And what was good for him because he needed someone that would show that his way it's possible. I needed someone that truly believe in me, not even more like about my way of what I can do. I need someone that believe in me. Yeah. That can feed this ego. Right now, I'm a hurt man. I lost many things. I just live uh, with, with, with the things that I have, the name. Okay, but I, I'm still young enough to compete. I'm, I'm still physical ready, but I miss the fire. I miss the trust. You know? And it's not like my other friends didn't trust me. It was like, Stu helped me a lot in terms of listening to music and, you know, like me stepping up on my DJing stuff. It's been like a lot of things with DJ Stu, you know, DJ Combat a lot, you know, like. But I had some friends, the guys from Gothenburg, Eddie and Julian, you know, ID crew, that, you know, like a, a girl called Amanda from Sweden. You know, there is a few people, a homie from Portugal, you know, like sometimes, sometimes like you say names and then sometimes you don't say it's like, but I already said, but what people want to see the interview, there is people that really trust my ego. Mm. They accept when I say like, I am one of the best. Yeah. But I think that that is like a, uh, also a very common thing in dancing. Like we don't have coaches. We don't have a mental coach. We don't have a physical coach. We're just on our own a lot. So to just get that mentality of like, it's okay to have yeah. somebody coaching me, like, like that I'm, must have been a good thing. Remember that we, we, in the end of the day, I always said like hip hop is a culture, you know, like when, when we start, when they start back in the days, that idea of, physical training like when you practice dancing you're already doing the physical training you know yeah. what what sebastian and, and 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 now me trying to do is just to structure better that process it's just to balance better that process you know because then like I, I start to study to be a personal trainer you know and I, and I have my own online coaching and then i have mentorship because coaching i can coach you for a competition we practice for a month and there's like i'm your coach for a month Mentorship is a long-term relationship. You know? So it's to, to give you the tips that I didn't have and to tell you that the squats that I didn't do before, that's why I'm, I have my knee injury. So that's why you need. So should the dancers nowadays have more coaching? Y yes. It, and again, you can look and say like, yo, Marcy, you, you're talking like a business perspective. I'm like, yeah, too. Of course. You know, like... It, it, no, no lying, a business perspective, but look at the difference when you have a coach and when you don't have a coach, mm. you know, can you, can you become one of the greatest or one of the best without coach? Of course you can, it's proof. So please, if you can do it, please show me the way. Yeah. You know, I, I become master without a coach, but I still say to people, I have mentors. Maybe it wasn't the coach, but I have some guidance to the process. So, for me, it's important the dancers have someone to guide them through the process. Yes, it is. Because it's not an easy process. No. It's a social culture. Like, you, you dance, but in, then you need to learn the culture. If you want to learn the culture. Because nowadays, we see many people that use and abuse whatever culture they apply. You know? But 
you need someone to to tell you the stories you need someone to make your checkpoint you know and i am why i am because i have this like it i'm not a perfect man literally because i i know my faults mm. you know i have a manager to help me to deal with business with money because i'm not good on that but that's you know also okay because you are your thing is so you're good at dancing and yeah. like every company has a team so why i i feel like this is something i come back to like almost every interview it's the same thing that dancers uh just have to have all these hats on their own they are the managers they are the marketing pr they you know we're not we're not made to do all these jobs but we keep have to do them because yeah. we don't have the structure the structure you know mm. and Like people can say like, yeah, but you have 10 fingers. Oh, yeah. I say, yeah, but you don't do 10 different things in the same time with 10 fingers. No, that's true. <laughs> you know? So, yeah, you, you can do two to three to four things in the same time. You know, like you have people that do 20 things at the same time. Like human beings are crazy. I'm amazing. They're beautiful. They do amazing stuff. But I know that I'm not able or maybe I didn't apply enough time. But if I can have someone that can help me to do this better, I will have. So... Like I reached this point, okay, 12 years of dancing. Okay. What I don't have, like, I don't have a lot of money, but what do I have? I have a coach, you know, I have someone that can give me um, physical advice, physical input for my knowledge. Then how can I move my body? What I'm going to benefit my classes. I will give you the bad information for my students. So I'm winning. I have a manager, someone that will talk with me, debate with me why I accept certain jobs Like, you know, like, why do I do certain things? What is the best for my career? What is the next plan? When I stop dancing, you know, like, why do I have a guy to take care of my image? Because social media days, you need to be careful with what you do, what you post, you know, like, it's a work. So your, your dance career with the times as evolution to you getting older, you, you step it up in certain things, you do this, you do that, but it's all people around me. It wasn't Marcio alone to do this. But what I keep the same, and we go back to the first question that you had me, what is the thing that keeps that? It's trust in myself, faith. And then I want to add like another question, and that would be when, if you look back at all these years now, like so far in your career, when have you felt the most successful? Do you have a moment, you know, was it, was it a certain battle? Was it a certain period or was it something that changed within you? When yeah, did you feel more successful? More successful? 2018, just the boom. My mom was there with cancer. I, 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 and like the reason I say with cancer, it's not like to bring a oh, poor mom or nothing. It's just because I need to remember that she did something that I never think that I could do or I would expect her for doing or anything, you know what I mean? So that's upset. Like I went far away. That that means that she, I, I'm proud of myself. Like it was, I'm, I, I reached such a level that my mom acknowledged and she wants to, to be present with me. Even when she's in biggest fight of her life. You know what I mean? Like she have her own fight and she choose 
to fight her own fight while she's still watching me doing what I want to do. That is no most successful thing I could do. Like, no winning a battle, like, no, nothing. It's just, that, that is the biggest battle I won. Like, I can win a lot of battles. I want to win the battles, but I won the battle. I won. Because yeah. when I started dancing, my parents didn't agree. So now I know that you are fighting for your life and you choose to come to see me dancing. When everybody say you come to the travel, I won the fight. Yeah. I won the battle. I can tell you now. Remember when you told me, like, maybe I cannot do this? Today I can say, you see, you choose to come and watch me. I won. We won. I told you. Trust me. And you trust. We won. So that's the biggest battle. Like, the best thing for me. That memory will never come. My mom went to Just the Boo after 2019 again, you know, like, you know, but the first time is the first time. The second time is different because it's the first time that I went with comics. It's a young boy from Portugal that I'm super proud, you know, like it's been with me for a while. And my mom was there too. And by being the fact, the first time of comics being there, the first couple from Portugal to being there and my mom to, to see this historic moment for us, there is another victory, like my mom, like my parents, if he wasn't them. So, yeah, just the boo 2018 is the biggest. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful <laughs> moment. Wow, what a memory to carry with you, you know. Yeah. If you would never have picked up, if you never would have stood next to that 12-year-old girl, you wouldn't have been there in 2018, you know. For sure, for sure. You know, my mom, the, my mom went to see, and my father went to see. The only time that my father saw me dancing live was during "So You Think You Can Dance," you know. But the the main difference between the time that my mom went to see me and "So You Think You Can Dance" and my mom see me in just the boo, it's just the years, you know. Like, and "So You Think You Can Dance," you were in Portugal, you know. It's it's right there. Like, you can all you can all hide, you know. Like, my father didn't want to go, but. Like, how you gonna how you gonna hide this? You know, like you at home. We're all at home. <laughs> Why don't you come? <laughs> you have to come, you know. But the other thing is that, you know, like she is sick and she chooses to go. Yeah. Yeah. That's wow. a beautiful question. Thank you. Yeah, no, thank you for sharing this. Because that is what that is exactly why, you know, I want to do this. You know, I want to hear these stories because that is what makes everything worth it. Yeah. That is those hours of training. That is those endless traveling schedules that you've been through. All of it. Boiling down to one memory. Yeah. Because, you know, I, I say to people, like, one of the greatest things it's, it's, it's to be able after to, to talk about these things, you know, like I would say, like, because the, then you, you realize to reach a certain point, like this is another point of my memory, like a live story, Amsterdam. Why? Because that means that I reach a level that I even can make other artists like you, you know, like wants to listen to my story, you know, because I have something to say. So again, like the choices, they might not be the best, they might not be the right, I cannot change the past, but I have to acknowledge that, yeah, man, like there is a way, you know, like keep pushing, keep pushing. But it was the people that trust me, it was my friends that believe in me, you know, like they accept my ego accept that I, I want to keep pushing. I, I want to be great. You know, like I had a lot of bump heads with friends, you know, like close friends. Like I even can say like Brian, like Stu, like no, no, no relationships are perfect, you know, like, but they, they, 
they accept. Mm. They accept and they want it to hear. You know, you don't eat, you don't do this, you don't do that. It's not easy. We, I, I always say to people, like, we all have stories that if every single person in this plan tells the story, will inspire any person. Everybody. If we change the seat and we put it here, I guarantee you're going to tell me something that I'm going to be like, wow, wow. We all have a story. We all have a story. Now it's just how much can you keep telling your story to yourself yeah. to be able to tell to other people after? You know, like how much new stories do you want to create? How much do you want to keep pushing? You know, like I want to improve because I, I, I'm, I'm never satisfied. No, then you stop developing, right? So you have to keep going. Yeah. And so I, I asked some of, uh, of my friends, like, okay, you know, what would you ask Marcio? So <laughs> I, have, I, have, I have two questions for you, okay? So one would be uh, from Malcolm, from Mali, <laughs> oh. would be, um, have you ever thought about how you can use hip hop and house in order to help either the Angolan or the Portuguese people back home? Have you already done it or in what way would you like to do it? Yeah. Nice question. Like, you know, as, as, as a guy that I, I, I always, I always, like I've been saying a couple of times, like it's the education, the culture, like this. So, and I even say to Stu, we need to lead by example. I try to have small actions that I lead by example. So, I went to Angola, and this is, this is the true story. I went to Angola a couple of times, and I tried to approach the, the, the dancers there and want to do things, like even work on the TV. But the process was heavy, you know what I mean? Like, like the first time there was a TV show about dancing, that's like, like you have to compete. And I, and I felt like, you know, for what I've been doing, you know, like come stop my stuff here and goes all the way to Angola just to compete. And I'm... With all respect, but I still don't have the full respect of the judges, mm. you know, like to ag- acknowledge my dance. So I say to them, nah, man, like, I don't want, if you want me to judge, because you, you, you want to judge, you want to hip hop dancers here. And then we're talking something else, you know, like, but I'm not going to sit here and I know this person I'm f- like, doesn't have the same amount of knowledge. So I don't, I don't think it's fair. So I didn't accept. So we start talking, but they didn't develop. And then I went again, you know, like, and the process was a little bit heavy. I still keep in touch with some of dancers, but again, go to Angola. It's it's crazy and expensive to go. It's like, and euros is like a thousand euros for flight tickets. You know, like I don't make the amount of money to just for one, like, okay, every year you have a thousand. Because many times I go to Angola, I have to say, it's my, it's my, my mom. My mom is like the boss. Like, my mom, like, uh, Christmas time, you guys have to come, you know, like, I always say, like, I don't have money, you know, like, my mom always drop, like, money is no excuse to come and see your family. Oh. You know, so we would find a way. So I tried to reach out, but then in one point, you kind of lose the, it's like a relationship. You give me love, I give you back, you know, like, Give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. It's not like I give you in, I'm, I'm expecting you to give. It's just natural, I would say for me. It's natural, it's a relationship. So that relationship didn't develop that much. So if I don't go there, it, I, don't, I don't know nobody, do, do what did I look for? Yes, 
like because I, I wanted to be with my hands clean. You know, I'm that type of person. Like, let me do everything, and then the day that I put my ass on the chair right now, no one can say nothing to me. So I did my research, you know, like, but I cannot do that much. This, in Portugal, I do go to Portugal and I do teach. And I do say to people during my workshops, any person that wants to get better, please be free to reach out. Mm. After my workshop in 2016, the person that reached out is comics, comics to the mm. news. One of the girls that I teach private class, she was at my workshop last year, some, you know, and she reached out. So what can I do to get better? First, say it. I think there's another way is to say it. Second is to go to Portugal, open sessions of training and go to training with people. I don't do that much, that much. Why? Because every time you reach a point that you go for training, it becomes like a class. Mm. I want to come here to practice with you, to have fun with you. I don't want to come here to teach all the time. But of course, you know, like when you get older, you have certain responsibilities. But again, I, I don't feel like I'm that old. I still want to have fun. But the only way to get better in terms of hip hop in Portugal, I say to people, reach out to me. Like mm. I, I'm, I'm live online. I do live shows. Like I do interviews. So if the hip hop dancers in Portugal wants to get better, listen to certain things that I say and debate, you know what I mean? Like, oh, Marcio say that I don't agree with him. I don't like him. Let me study. Amazing. Like if you use me as a reason to study that you don't like me, I'm going to be happy, mm. you know, good or bad. If I'm a reason for, for make you get better in hip hop and house, please be free. That takes me into the, my next question. Okay, so I reached out to another friend, Anna, for Anosh from FuseFam. And she was like, you know, when I think about Marcio, he has like, he really his own style. Like there's, there's no other Marcio. Like I can see a dancer and if I wouldn't see the face, I would still see it's Marcio. So her question to you was, how do you stick to your style and not changing it with trends? We, we go back on the basic. Freestyle. The word freestyle doesn't mean free of style. It means freedom inside of the style. Yeah? So if we look again to the world of freestyle and you say, can, can you do a freestyle? You dance, you do a solo. You look uh, uh, outside the, the hip-hop world, people are going to say, like, can you do improvisation? And when they ask you to do improvisation, normally it's going to be the style that you are practicing. So I keep my hip hop. I remember that the basic is bounce, groove, and rock. That is the foundation. And all the rest are vocabularies. So running man was a trend. Nane was a trend. Every dance was a trend. You know, like, so I, I get what she's saying that I don't follow the trend because I do follow the trend if you look 20 years ago. With the foundations, yeah. So I still do training dance because mm. party steps, that's why they party, they social dance, they training dancing. It's just that 
I'm, I don't use the 2000 era as many times as these people, uh, the, the younger generation use. Yeah. Cause I will, I can do a light fit move. Yeah. I can do my knee. I can, you know, I don't even remember the name of this, <laughs> you know, like, but because I, I, I can do this, there are movements, but again, no long ago, I was in an interview with Link, and they asked Link, Link, how can you define hip-hop freestyle? And I, I was like, I, I'm always super, I try to be really basic, and I always say, like, bounce, groove, and rock, and whatever you want to do. But then the other answer of Link that makes me smile was Link say, it's yourself. Then the guy, myself, is really open. But then he back it up. It's how much you reflect from the culture how much do you understand from the culture? So if I look at you, you know, I, I have to remember that you're doing a style. And if I look at you and you do a bunch of moves and you say to me, ah, but this is salsa, but you make me look like I think it's bachata. Something's wrong for me. So I, want, I make sure that when I look at myself, I'm still thinking that it's hip-hop freestyle. Whatever dance comes from, I, I still want to be the result of hip hop freestyle in different shapes. When you, I'm just going to give you names so it's easy for people to understand. When you look to Link, you say there's hip hop. Mm. When you look to Buddha Stretch, you say there's hip hop. When you look at Khalif Dancing House, because Khalif can dance hip hop, but you can, when, when you look at Khalif Dancing House, you say there is house dance. When you look at Ijo Dancing House, we all agree that what is dancing is house dance. Nowadays, I get no personal. When you look at some people that say that they're dancing hip hop, they don't reflect what, what a lot another ten hip hop dancers from back in the days re- reflect. Mm. You know? so I never forget that I want to be me, and that makes me so happy that you know I like remember Marsh is Marshall. because I always like I always remember that it's my character is the way I do the party steps is the way I apply, but I will never forget like what is the foundation is bounce with and rock. So I just I just keep putting that on top hmm. but i still use trends it's just how people see them yeah that's amazing thank yeah. you so much no, thank man. you so much for thank sharing you. all of this all I of this appreciate, i appreciate for for you to to be here and just listen our stories um for give a platforms to reach more people you know like people that knows you and they know me to reach, like, I appreciate, like, thank you so much. I wish you the best on this, on this period, you know, like, I know you're someone that, like, it's stressful, like, I appreciate you, you, you've been, you've been knowing me for a while, you know. I have, I have even seen your Kizomba face, you know, and then yeah. I know you on a new level. <laughs> uh, you know what, look, I can drop like this. If people think I'm strong in hip hop, I like to say I'm one of the greatest Kizomba dancers. Like, that's what I say to myself. That's what hey. I say to myself. You know, like I dance Kizomba, you know, like it's in my blood. Yes, you know, home. when you don't want to do all these flips anymore in battles, I think we're going to have a competition in the Kizomba world because he's about to yeah. come. No, you know what? Like Petru once asked me, why don't you teach Kizomba? And I felt like it wasn't a necessity. It's like, like I felt like, yo, this is your, this is your place. You know, uncle, that is your area. This is my area. Do I'm going to say I will never teach Kizomba? No, never say never to anything. No. You know, 
never say never to anything. But I, I like, I need, man, it's, it's the first dance I can dance. You know, that's why I say I'm, that's the best dance I can do. You know, like, oh, your hip hop is good. Your house is good or whatever you do is good. Yeah, but the best dance I can do is Kizomba because that is the number one dance that I have in my it's life. the roots. That, that's the, the roots. Like, you see, like, I call myself a guest of hip hop. I, I'm a guest because it, it, it's, it's not original for my country. But Kizomba, I'm I, like, no, that is from my country. So that's what I learned to dance. So, like, I, I'm happy that, you know, people can, can see this and the way the world it is right now. And this, this interview is really, like, you know, like, we've been here for a while. We could talk. Like, we've been here for one, one hour and 20 minutes. <laughs> but, you know, before we turn off, I just want to say that life is, that, is simple. You know, life is really simple. We all want the same. We want to get grow healthy, be able to provide our family, be able to support our family, be able to take care of the ones that we, we care, be able to work because we need that. We all want to take some vacation. We all want to have money to buy things that we like. So I believe... That, that is the simplicity that if we all look deep inside, we all want the same things. Now what makes complex in life nowadays, it's the, the ideas and to don't accept other people's ideas. And then it's the skin colors and different cultures and stuff like this. But for me, in the end of the day, all I can say to my fellow um, black people, black brothers and sisters, and then to my fellow human race is that as long as that we have faith in humanity, things will get better. But faith doesn't come without actions. And this is one of the things that we need to be just aware. Faith, it's important, but without actions, they don't change. And for the people that are watching this, because we don't live in America and we bring a subject, I just want to bring awareness. We all write down in a post of my Insta story, Black's life matter. That doesn't take it out that the life of any person matters. We just bring up awareness to one subject right now. and that we're strong together. Yeah. If, we, if we take it out the black people for certain place, black commu- that community doesn't work. But at the same time, if we look to black community, take it out other communities from themselves, it's not going to work. We are here because we need each other. But it is a time to change values in terms of how we're going to try to be equal to each one of us. And each one of us, the subject today is just Black Life Matters, but it's a general term, a general yeah. term. Because the fight today that we all look is police arresting, you know, like it's the, mm. the fact that the people that are supposed to make you safe, they make you unsafe. The people that pro- they're supposed to protect you, they kill you. That is the fight that we have today. So to our dear society, tomorrow we're going to have another fight in terms of uh, not equal in terms of uh, male and female, not equals and men in terms of this and this and this and this. So don't lose the motivation to keep moving forward because this is just one fight. We're going to have more fights because of some society we still have to grow a lot. Yeah. That is my main message. It's just accept that you don't know. You know, I, I accept, and I was talking with a friend in the United States, I accept that I don't understand what a black person in the United States are feeling. I totally accept. 
I can, I, I, I stopped to say to my friend, like, yo, bro, I understand that. Now I don't understand because I'm not in America. I, I can have idea because I experience, but I don't understand at all. And I will be by your side because if you tell me that this it hurts and make you pain, I understand that because I was there. But I don't understand the fact to live and to see that and you saw that. So yeah. it's accept that we don't know a lot of things. That is where my, my last message Accept, yeah. educate. Yeah. Stay humble. Yeah, that is man. this interview's message, man. Stay yeah. humble. Stay humble. Like, don't be blind. If you're good, say it with the chest out. I'm good. But, but yeah, Ben, like, accept that you don't know, you know. Like, I, I've been talking with a lot of people, like, girls, females, from, like, white and black. And, and I, I start to, to, to say that I don't understand. Like, and something that we say often, you know. Like, uh, if we see a movie of you know, like from the Holocaust, you know, to don't, like, to, don't, to don't keep this black and white. If we saw a movie of Holocaust, we said, we see 10 movies. We believe that we understand that pain because we saw 10 movies. So if we talk with someone, we're naturally going to say, yeah, and because we saw the movie and we saw 10 different people suffering. So we think we understand because we saw, but deep inside, we, we didn't understand nothing. Mm. And that's where my, like, my conclusion to, to all of this, it's actually that I don't understand besides myself. And know, to stand and for that and respect yeah, that. Yeah. And, respect that you know. and then I try to be equal. You know? freedom, uh, freedom is not, it's not that hard. My freedom finished when, when start to bother your own freedom. Mm-hmm. Like, we need rules for society, yeah, fair enough, but there is common sense. And if we all agree that that common sense is bad, so why don't we say it? Why don't we talk? And this is the time for even for us dancers, you know, like, like let's, let's, let's bring common sense for us, you know? Like, what we teach, how do we teach? You know, like, I'm, I'm a picky guy, and this is, I swear, guys, the last thing, because I've been talking this, and I, I think it's a nice place. Because even you, you have a, a class, like, you, you see, I was happy when I saw your class was just heels. And this is like as a homie, you know, because it's just heels. Because when I see a class of hip hop heels, that for me brings separation in terms of gender to the culture of hip hop, when the culture never separates gender. Mm. You know, but when you bring the subject of a class of hip hop heels, oh yeah, but it's still hip hop. No, it's not hip hop. Because you bring a gender on top of the table. You exclude everything that else. But when I saw your class, I was like, damn happy. I was like, yeah, man, because you don't play to the trend. And that's what we need is to educate, you know, even like what we call on our classes, because we all going to make money. People go to your class, not because the class is crazy, it's because they love you as a person, the message that you bring to them. So now let's be aware, like Afro this, Afro that. I even saw classes, Afro beat, Afro rhythm, Afro house. How many, I only know one continent. How come you have so many Afro? So let's be, let's, let's be, let's study, let's educate, you know, like, let, let's this, let's be humble. Yeah. So let's thank stay you. Stay humble. Thank yeah. you so much, Marcio. I really appreciate your time so, so much and can't wait to share this. I hope you keep doing this after Corona, Mademoiselle. Oh, sure. Like, this is just a start, eh? This is only until we can see each other and we can do live interviews and live events and all of that. So, yo, keep, keep.
keep I know you are that people in this middle of this situation of the world you are people that share really common things with us so be strong we appreciate yeah. your support you know like the same the same you know all love your way and like let me know if there's any way that you know if you have an upcoming project just send it to me you know so I can share I'm everything keep pushing yourself my dear have a blessed yes. day you Go too to you and yours you know like and thank you for the people that asking and everybody to be watching this sorry for the long ass one and a half hour